Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about meditation, because let's be honest, that is something that we need to think about. So luckily for me, I have a special guest, Scott here, who is the one to talk to when it comes to meditation. He has written books about it. He has changed his life around it and i am here to just pick his brain to see what he really thinks about when it comes to meditation so scott why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself hi mitzi it's great to be here like mitzi said i'm my name is scott and i have been i would estimate in silent meditation for you know maybe 10 to 12 days at a crack for over 260 days so okay. I've, I have done a lot of meditation in my life, almost a whole year of my life spent silently meditating. I've written a number of books about it, uh, books about meditation and grief and how to meditate. And I'm working on a book now about um, taking the precepts, which are things that people usually agree to when they go to meditate and bringing those precepts alive in your life on a daily basis hmm. well that so is interesting yeah it's interesting because when i think about meditation i think of putting yourself in silent ambiance you know and clearing your mind and just focusing on either a set of words or just or not even focusing on anything, anything but just silence. But what does it mean? What but what is meditation really like? What are you doing? I don't know if I'm doing it right. Am I doing it right? <laughs> well, there's there you know there's one of the issues around meditation these days is that it has been kind of it's like classical music that's been turned into pop music. If you ever hear okay. some of those classical bands that have like yeah. bridged into pop and yeah. suddenly there's classical music with like a rock beat or something. And it's just yeah. this, it's not really classical anymore, but it's just, you know, this thing to dance to. And most people mistakenly think that meditation is like getting high. They think I'm going to okay. go meditate. I've had a hard day. I have to get rid of my stress. I'm going to sit down. Yeah. I'm going to do this. And suddenly I'm going to be at peace and it's, I'm going to be chilled. And, right. and that actually is not what meditation is okay. at all. Um, meditation, as opposed to being like this drug induced state that you do to deal with stress is more like running. Oh. meditation that's a better metaphor towards what meditation's about than this kind of i'm high and wasted drug-induced state medit yeah. why do we go running we go running because running helps increase our cardiovascular system our aerobic system our muscular system all at the same time and that's going to help us live longer and productive life so we measure we measure the impact of running, not by what we're getting at mile one or mile mm -hmm. five or mile five feet. We measure running by how easily we can run up the stairs. 
after doing that. We measure running by weight loss, blood sugar, all these other things that have an impact on that. And that really is what meditation is about. And the, and the measurement, you know, like mm -hmm. if we're talking about running, we're talking about VO2 max and other things, heart rate, your resting heart rate goes down. What happens if you're really practicing solid meditation is your equanimity goes up. Right. Equanimity is key. That's what meditation is all about. What is equanimity? I mean, I, did I say it right? I feel like I I feel like I bashed it. But if you That's, don't mind me asking, what absolutely. is that? Because see, people don't talk about this, right? Yeah. They think it's like, really oh, I'm meditating, I'm cool. That's not it. Meditation, real strong meditation helps you develop equanimity and then you're more equanimous. In other words, when the shit hits the fan, you're chilled, you're cool. And this is the important piece. Not just when the shit hits the fan, are you cool, but... When things are going awesomely great, you're cool. Because what's one of the truths about life? When things are going great, what's going to happen? Yeah, bad. It's going to end. Yeah. Everything that's great ends. Mm -hmm. The chocolate pie is gone. I know. The great sunset <laughs> is gone. The strength that we had when we were younger, it's gone. Nope. everything that's really great fades away cars rust people grow old people die everything just falls falls away and so it's not just having a balanced mind and equanimity when things are bad because that can use that sometimes can be stoicism right you can be sucking it up oh, i'm cool i'm not i'm not this doesn't affect me because I have equanimity. And that's not necessarily equanimity. That might just be more you're sucking it up, our determination, right? Yeah. But you really see where someone's equanimity is when things are going great. And then that thing ends because that catches you by surprise because you're not mm. necessarily prepared to suck it up. Yeah. Right? Wow. And so this equanimity is, really is having balance of mind all the time no matter so that you're just it just is it's not like it's nonchalant where you don't care it's just to the point where you're okay with whatever that happens and it, it's okay right that's Correct. more so what that's it is brilliant you really hit it mitzi because this piece of <laughs> you don't care in in meditation practices people call indifference the near enemy of equanimity. Wow, very good. Because it's so close to it yeah. that it's easy to be like, yeah, I get it. I just don't give a shit. No, yeah. that's not it. Because what you start to realize in meditation practice is that all people are really suffering and struggling. And yeah. so you care more deeply at the oh. same time that you're balanced. Oh, well, that's interesting. That's really interesting. I mean, it shows that you are tapping into your empathy because of like what you just said, you you care more. I mean, you're more empathetic, you're more compassionate, but at the same time, you're level-headed because 
you're centered I feel like you become centered and it's like your foundation and your core is is grounded so when there's a big wave or there's like a big storm comes you're you're not gonna sway you'll be okay I mean that I mean in my words that's how I understand it that is exactly it that is exactly it Uh, It's having this like even keel when the big waves come. So you don't get, you know, most people get tossed about in life. Yeah. Right. When things Mm -hmm. are great, when their situation is great, they are just happy. When their situation is not so great, they're all depressed. But just imagine if you could be balanced regardless of your situation, not numbed out, very engaged, still compassionate. And so the, the the practice of meditation that gets you there is called Vipassana. Okay. And so Vipassana means observing things as they really are. And so that type of meditation, you were it's a it's a meditation that you start doing after you've concentrated your mind. When you're doing like breathing meditation, or some people count one, two, three, or they say a chant or they, you know, focus on a syllable, you know, Mm -hmm. really, they're just concentrating their mind. And that's a way to think about that is, it's kind of like sharpening the knives when you're going to go cook dinner. The goal is to have sharp knives so that you can cut up meat and potatoes and you're not going to cut your finger. Right? It's a real important thing. If you've got a dull knife, that's not going to serve you in getting ready for whatever meal you're preparing. But the the goal is not to just have a sharp knife, it's to have a great meal. And so after you sharpen your mind with these breathing techniques to be very concentrated, that's where a lot of people end. They're like, oh, I'm not thinking, I'm cool, that's it, I'm high. Nope. (laughs) Then you use the knife to make something and what you're making is equanimity and the recipe that you're following to make equanimity is Vipassana. Mm, okay that is really interesting so I guess it leads to my next question I mean what what could have inspired you to dive into meditation where you have written books and you are so knowledgeable that you are sharing with me and helping me and helping me think about it in a different way I mean what really inspired you to dive into this I was um I was I was tricked into going on a meditation course. Oh, they got you. Somebody that <laughs> had been on a meditation course. And he said to me, you should go. And I'm like, I'm not going. It's a cult. And he's like, you should go. And I'm like, I'm not going. You're a freak. And he's like, really, you should go. And finally, after like maybe a year and a half of being like, you should go. It's really good. He'd gone on a couple retreats. He's like, look at me. He says, this is going to be, this is beneficial. I'm like, I'm not going to go spend 10 days in silence. I'm like, can I take a book? No. Can I take my iPod? No. Can I call people? No. Can I talk to people? No. I'm like, well, I'm not going. And uh, he was like, you really need to go because, and, and, and I was like really suspicious about this, you know, cutting yourself off and not talking and all that other stuff. But what that does is it really helps us quiet the mind and sharpen the knife so we can follow the recipe of Vipassana to make the meal of equanimity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are so inundated with um, with stimulation all the time. It's true. Right? It's just crazy. Anybody who has ever, I bet, I don't know if this has happened to you, Mitzi, but I know it has, it has happened to me. 
you have you were listening to a song on the radio three or four times and it's a great song la 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 and you go to bed at night and you're laying in bed and what do you hear in your head beep 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 beep, beep. that song yes. right it drives it, me crazy your mind is like <laughs> so yeah. so uh not reading not talking not listening to music takes away all that stimulation and this turns into this which turns into this which turns into this and then you're just the knife is sharpened after three or four days you're quiet and then boom you're you're off to do vipassana wow that that's interesting how that and that ended up happening to you i mean i i I don't blame you i would have thought it was a call too i mean you're telling me you have to be silent for so long goodness some people can't be in their own silence. You know, sometimes they, some people can't even be by them, by themselves to even have that moment to be silent. Cause it's constant, constant going, going, going. Like you said, we are, we are people of motion. We are always doing something. So to find someone to help you silence your mind, I mean, that must've been a big thing on the other person to realize like, Hey, Scott has a busy mind. <laughs> he needs to calm right. down. <laughs> the nice thing about going to some place where there's like where I did like a meditation course and not just an hour, but, you know, 10 days or something like that, is that you would think it's not going to be you think it's going to be really hard to be quiet. But with everybody being quiet, the strength of the group kicks in and then it's much easier for you to be quiet. Nice. Okay. I, I can I can see how that works. Okay, nice, nice. So I guess my next question is what does calming the chaos mean to you then? Because it seems like you kind of got it, but what does it necessarily mean when someone says, I'm trying to calm my chaos? Really, what they're what they are doing is they're just sharpening the knife. Okay. Right. That's what they're doing. So, they're okay. they're missing the big piece. Right. They're just saying, you know, I, I and what you end up doing, if you think about this, what is the source of the chaos? The source of the chaos is their reactive mind. If they had equanimity, there'd be no more chaos or the chaos would go lower because you wouldn't be because the chaos. What's the chaos? My boss yelled at me. My husband screamed at me. That person cut me off. I'm not making enough money. Am I going to have money to retire? What am I going to do for dinner? Oh my gosh, it's so hot. Is there global warming? Oh my gosh, there's these MAGA people. Oh my God, there's these Biden people. Another person got shot today. Constant, on the go, always. And so the calming of the chaos is just, yeah, you're silencing, but you're not giving yourself a tool to stop the chaos dead in its tracks. Okay. Okay. So I guess, I guess to lead to my next question, it should tie into it because if you're not doing it correctly, how do you necessarily know to start it correctly? How do you consciously get yourself at least to the point to, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to go? Right. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the best thing to do that I can encourage folks to do is to cut yourself off and do a 10-day course. 
I know you're gonna be like, oh, he wants me to go. It's a cult. I don't want to do it. Uh, but uh, we got we got scam. No. Yeah, it's it's that that's going to give you a strong, solid foundation. Okay. It's kind of like somebody saying, you know, what should I do? You know, you you can go running and and exercise just a little bit, or you can go and. You can join a running team. You can, you know, you can get a coach. You can get work with people that are going to help you with your form. And the same is true in just about everything, which includes meditation. Okay, that's nice. So I guess, to, <clears throat> excuse me, start wrapping up the show. What would be something that you can leave my audience with? I mean, you already gave so much great information. You really taught me so much where I'm thinking about meditation a whole different perspective I'm glad I haven't done a meditation podcast by myself because you would probably listen to it like this girl is wrong so thank you I'm so glad I got you on my show but what would you really leave some um someone off with if this is kind of their journey that they're going towards um there is it's there's this there's a poem I'm gonna give you a poem how's that I'll take it. Let's hear that poem. And this really sums up what meditation is about. And it's by a woman named Ella Wheeler Wilcox, um, who was, this was like a hundred years ago. And she said in this poem, it's easy enough to be pleasant when life flows by like a song, but the man worthwhile is the one who smiles when everything goes dead wrong for the test of the heart is trouble and it always comes with the years and the smile that is worth the praise of earth is the smile that shines through tears that is that is what meditation gets you wow that's a deep poem that's a deep poem it's trademark right there boom (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. I think that's something that's truly necessary for people to hear, you know, so that they can think about their life differently. Because maybe someone who's listening is already consciously doing it without realizing that's what you're doing. And if that's what you're already doing with without having the the correct verbiage for it, well then keep up the great work. And you know, if you want to get better, yeah, find that person in your area that can really help you do the research because this sounds like we all need this especially now with with so much chaos that's continuously happening you know i think if if humanity became more stable in themselves we wouldn't have so much radical behavior and people and the chaos that we really surround ourselves with you know because let's be honest stable people they don't really cause drama no, because those those folks have another core quality that gets developed with equanimity, and that is empathy. Yeah, we empathy. really need more empathy with That's with true. other folks. If we only had empathy, but we're exactly. so protective and wrapped up in our own thing and all this other stuff. That's true, and it makes it hard to even have empathy or compassion because people are so focused in their own little world and and to only realize that they're building their house out of sticks instead of bricks, you know, and it's just so crazy to really think about. 
this has been a great conversation, Scott. I want to wrap up the show so that we can send everybody home and keep on thinking. So if you guys want to know more about Scott or get to know uh, exactly how to find his books, he has all of his great books. I mean, he has a lot of great books with great topics. I was looking through his website. You will not be disappointed. I have his lovely picture on my website with a direct link to his website. So you don't have to go searching on Google and trying to find him. Don't worry. Come to me. I got you. <laughs> Thanks. All right. You're very welcome, Scott. And that's it. That's our show. Always keep thinking, y'all. Bye.